What's uh what's your training been looking like lately, Justin? So I'm on I'm on a little four or five day program I put together just going like upper or lower, upper lower, full. And my full like last week was a barbell complex for twenty minutes. Ooh. And it was I mean it was good. It I mean it's been a little while since I've done a complex and you know what's crazy is like I always I'm always sore the day after I do a full full body complex like that, but it's my forearms of all things that just <laughs> are shot. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, I don't know. Like I know it's it's the cleans in there, and I just don't do enough like cleans and explosive work like that to to work my forearms. But no, it's good. It's good. I'm feeling better and better every day. I'm. I'm feel like i'm getting my my energy back more and more every day so yeah 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 i mean oh wait yeah william you didn't even know this when i when i talked to justin the other day like he's i mean as of last week he said he still wasn't a completely 100 percent back from his his covid recoup yeah still oh still. for real <laughs> yeah it's it's been crazy man it's just one of those like you start moving at all and you get out of breath and my heart rate just jumps and it's been really interesting because you know on the surface and kind of you know looking at me day to day you can't tell anything but internally it's it's almost like half my lungs don't work (laughs) that's nuts yeah that sounds miserable so but no getting better and better every day i can uh, definitely like I can tell a difference in how I feel this week during my workouts than how I felt last week, which is, gotcha. which is nice. Cause it's incredibly frustrating when you feel like you should be able to do something and you can't. Oh yeah. Right. right what uh, do you find? So like I've done, I mean, I've done programs that were three days a week. I've done programs six days a week. Like when you have like, a, I mean, five days a week, that's, you know, that's pretty, that's fairly high frequency. Like, do you, do you have trouble or do you even consciously like make an effort to like, when you do higher frequency like that, to make each workout a little bit shorter? Uh, I probably should, but no, I don't. (laughs) I was going to say that I have the same problem. Like right now I moved, I moved to five. Actually, I mean, technically I'm kind of doing six days a week right now. And I do, man, like I have trouble, like, like today my workout was like an hour 45. Like, like, and, and it, part of it's the reason just too, cause I'm trying to like set the camera up and get some footage and stuff for, for social media. So that eats up a little bit of time, but like, I mean, every workout's like, I need to, I'm, I'm trying to balance that, but I just get, yeah, I just get in the zone, man. I just keep going. <laughs> like, yeah, I, like it, I've got, I usually have right at an hour, hour 15 and that's, I can't go any, I mean, I can go as long as I want, but I, at some point I got to go to work. So, yeah, that helps. And you go in early like that and like, yeah, you got to leave to go. Like you actually have somewhere to be that like that, that helped me yesterday. Like yesterday I kind of was getting going and I looked, I was like, Oh shit, like I got to leave here in like 15 minutes. So like that kind of helped keep me on. But, uh, but yeah, most days, like I have my gap in the middle of the afternoon and I work out that's like I end my morning block with my workout. So like a lot of times, like I'll just keep going. <laughs> I need to like figure out how to, to try and keep it in a little bit, but. No, nah, it's too hard. And you know, it's one of those, as long as I get a decent amount of sleep and, you know, try to do some recovery stuff at home a couple nights a week, then the volume doesn't bother me. Enough. I can tell, like, if I don't get enough sleep by Thursday, Friday, I can feel it. Yeah. No, yeah, sleep's huge for sure. I know. And, like, I know I've noticed, too, with me, because lately I've been doing a lot of different stuff. So I'm kind of experimenting with some new things. Yeah. Like, yeah. even though, like, it's the, it's just the novelty of it, because everything is such a new stimulus, man. And, like, and I'm I'm used to being a little higher volume, and I'm, like, staying higher volume but with a lot of newer things and it's like i gotta i gotta cut the volume back a little bit with this newer stuff because 
it's a lot more taxing on me because it's just so, such a novel stimulus. Like it's, it's yeah, for sure. A bit. But I mean, I guess well, hey, I guess that's probably as good a segue as any. <laughs> um, yeah. Talking talking about how we're jacking stuff up, but um, training mistakes, like uh, that's obviously one that I've made for a long time. But um, just kind of going over like the biggest training mistakes that uh, that I see that you that we've all seen um, a lot um, and. This, I mean, it could pertain to just about everybody. Um, you know, this is, I've seen this in newbies as well as, you know, experienced lifters alike. Um, so, I mean, right off the go, right off the bat, I think the, the biggest one that I see that it probably has the, the biggest uh, systemic effect across the board, I guess, uh, as it pertains to just kind of every aspect of, of someone's training is not having like a clearly defined goal. Yeah. Um, and, and the reason is because, you know, without a goal, um, you, you basically lack a sense of direction in your training. I mean, you're really not training at that point. If you don't have a goal, you don't, you're not really training. You're just going in and you're kind of just doing stuff. Like you're just, you're, you're going in and moving weight for the sake of moving weight and, and burning calories for the sake of, of burning calories. Um, and, and it, it's a big, there's a big lack of direction for, for someone's actual workouts. Like they just kind of go in there wandering around and, and it's like picking exercises out of a hat. Yeah. I, you know, I always hear people talk about, you know, the difference between training and working out. Right. Same. I think it's saying the same thing that you're saying. You can go in there and do a workout anytime you want, but you know, are you training for anything in particular? Right. What's, what's, what's the goal of it? Yeah. yeah. I think that's your average gym goer. You know, obviously I'm, I still work in more of the, you know, your globo gym and I can 100% say that easily 60, 70% of those people go in and work out. They don't really train. You know, that's what I was going to, I was going to pull you in as I was going to say, you probably, you probably see this. I mean, obviously more than either of us do just because of the environment that you work in. Cause you work in just like your, yeah, like your big box, like public globo gym. Like I got to imagine, sh- sh- I think you're being modest with that number. <laughs> Six, yeah. Seven, I mean, yeah, it could, yeah, <laughs> it could, I mean, it could very well probably be like 80, 90, um, very, very few times will I see a, a young kid who has like a notebook who's actually in there and I can tell he's tracking things and actually going in there with a with a purpose. Um, you know, and, and, I and think, that's oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, and I think that's kind of like where like, you know, it, it kind of falls along that lines of not having a clear goal. Um, and then I think it's even more so worse today with social media is you know, it's the show me, show me muscle. So, you know, a lot of kids now are focused on like, like looks. And I, you know, that's, that's a huge mistake that I made going into it is um, when I first started, I I didn't focus on building any kind of strength. I just wanted, I just wanted abs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what, and not, not even just look too, but like, I mean, you see guys like Larry wheels doing all these crazy feats of strength and stuff. You know, and 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 like the you know, the whole social media, you know. I mean, back in the day, it was like Muscle Magazine. That's all you had, you know. Like, yep. but now everybody can essentially have their own Muscle Magazine on their page. <laughs> so, like, they you know they essentially try to, you know, get, you know, the best the best look, the best picture, or whatever you want to call it. But, um, but yeah, that's just like it, it's not having a goal. So essentially having a goal, it gives your training weight, you know, N- no pun intended. But, you know, w- once you have a clearly defined goal, you know, whether it be training for a sport or you want to put size on, you want to get stronger, you know, whatever you want to be training for, like you, th- you then have a sense of direction. You have a reason to put certain exercises in a program. Um, and And this isn't to say that like, like I'm, I'm on a program 365 days a, a year. Uh, you know, I think that there's definitely a, a good time and a good place for, 
you know, taken four to six weeks, maybe even eight weeks um, where, you know, maybe it's a little bit more chill and you just kind of go in the gym and do stuff instinctively and kind of have fun and, and things like that. But, you know, still having, you know, an underlying kind of sense of, of having some sort of structure, you know, it's not to say go in there for two months and do nothing but chest and biceps, but, you know, to just go on and kind of go in and train instinctively and have a little bit of fun. You know, I think that there's definitely a time and a place for that and it, it can be beneficial. You know, that's essentially what I did last summer. Um, and kind of treated it like a two-month deload a little bit, just kind of let my body recover a little bit. Um, and you, I'm, I'm guessing, I don't know, but you, you probably use that same time from a nutrition side as a maintenance phase, right? I mean, hey, I'm, if I've got no goal in the in the gym specific, then I've got no goal outside of it either. And, and that's not a bad thing. Yeah, no. That, right? I mean, just like you said, taking that time off and – and really just kind of feeling things out and exploring new things, that's okay. And I, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I I tend to, you know, I'll plan those in, but I also tend to have a plan most of the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? like, for sure. I, I have a, a calendar scheduled out for the year, and I, I know, okay, I'm on a five-week block right now, and then I'm going on vacation for a week. And then I've got a 13 week block before the next vacation. And, and I, you know, I, for me, I try to use those time frames to create goals and, and training blocks and nutrition blocks specific to, you know, what I want to see at each point in the year. And obviously that changes every year and, and kind of what that looks like day to day, but in general, trying to create a, a basic overview of a plan, even if it doesn't work out. No, absolutely. Like that's for sure. Like you hit it right on the head. Like, and I did that too. Like my diet, like, and, and, you know, believe it or not crazy, like, cause I just like we were saying before, like, you know, I have trouble dialing it back a little bit. Um, like the whole reason I kind of dialed it back over the summer and kind of did this was because, <laughs> like I was getting to a point where like probably back in, uh, you know, late April, early May, like I couldn't sleep um, because I was getting like these violent, like muscle twitches that like it was it was like jerking my entire arm or my whole leg. Like as soon as I'd begin to doze off, like I'd get this this muscle twitch that would just move my whole body and it would keep me awake and like I couldn't sleep. Yeah. And like, so I ended up going to the doctors, long story short, like my blood work and everything was fine. And they asked me like, oh, you know, you, I know you work out. Like how many times a week do you work out? I'm like, oh, you know, like five to six, like you work out pretty hard. I'm like, yeah, I go pretty hard. Like when was the last time you took time off? And I'm like, uh, like five years ago. <laughs> and, yeah. and, you know, just cause like, you know, I do, like I go from one program to the next, you know, it's, it's, it's on to the next thing. It's on to the next goal. And, uh, you know, I program deloads for all my clients and, and everything like that. And, you know, you think because you're at, you know, the top of the mountain, so to say, you know, like you're, you're kind of coaching everybody that, you know, you're immune to these things and um, you're not. <laughs> and yeah. so I took like a good, you know, eight weeks where I dialed it back a lot, just kind of went in, didn't go crazy, just kind of trained instinctively, just had a little bit of fun. And uh, diet kind of coincided with that. Like, it wasn't going crazy. And believe it or not, I probably aesthetically looked probably the best I've looked maybe ever. You know, definitely in a long time. You know, like, it, just my body responded very well to it. You know, that's what I'm saying. There's always a time and a place for that, for sure. Yeah, but, I mean, um, you, you gave your hormones a chance to regulate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but that's just it, man. That's why a goal is so important, though, because when you when you can have – an actual goal and get on a program, then you can begin to kind of program these types of things in, just like you said, just like you're doing, like you have this block, then you know, you're on vacation. So you can, you can kind of map out these peaks and valleys in your training. Right. Uh, and, and when you're smarter than I am, you actually <laughs> program some valleys in there to kind of dial it back a little bit until. Well, I, I like but, using my vacations as my deloads, right? Cause I mean, I, I don't go on vacation to go work out. Yeah, see, this is where I'm probably a little effed in the head because <laughs> I'm going to Florida at the end of the month for a week and like I'm itching 
to like bring a weighted vest down there and just blow up some workouts on the beach. Because <laughs> like, I'm like in this hardcore like body weight training phase right now. And like I'm looking forward to like getting out there, sun rising on the beach in the morning and just blowing up a workout every day I'm there. So, yeah, I mean, me being in Colorado last week, I mean, I worked out three times. I mean, obviously I was hiking a lot. So I guess you could call that working out. Uh, for most people, but like, I didn't, yeah, I did nothing that was like taxing. It was all pretty right. much a lot, of, a lot of mobility. Like I was doing a lot of hip drills, a lot of core work. Nothing, you know, perfect. I, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's just I don't have that mindset when I'm somewhere else to be like, oh, I'm gonna go crush it. Yeah, I don't know. I guess, <laughs> I guess I'm an oddball. I, I, no, I mean it. I'm with you, Chris, on it depends on what the vacation is, right? Like we, you know, my family, we'll go down to Florida sometimes. And one of the places that we've been staying down there has a gym and hey, they have a gym. So probably once, maybe twice that week, I'm going to go lift something heavy just because I like it. Yeah. But it's not going to be a 60 minute all out workout either. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. I think maybe part of my thing is, is like, like I'm not, a, I don't really enjoy traveling. You know, I don't like being out of my routine. Um, and crushing a workout gives me some semblance of normalcy, I guess, or familiarity. Um, and just kind of helps me deal with being out of my routine or kind of being away from home. Um, maybe, I don't know. It's just, a, it's, it's always like when I know I'm traveling or something, it's like the first thing I start to think about is like, okay, like, what am I going to do for workouts or, you know, I mean, usually when I'm traveling, it's to go to like some sort of seminar or, or something like that. So I'm going to be in a gym probably doing some stuff, but um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just the way it works. I mean, it's probably smart. Like how William used it is probably the way to go, you know, or like how you plan them out. Um, but well, actually, I mean, William I, hit on a good, really good point you know, talking about doing mobility and some of these other, you know, structural type things, you know, I, I don't know about you guys, but that's another huge piece that was missing from, from my schedule for a long, long time. And I, I don't see hardly anybody else doing it. You know, they, you know, skip warmups. There is no warm up. They don't do any sort of mobility work, whether it's pre post during whatever. Um, I mean, I don't know what, what you guys see. Hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. This is this is, and it's it's a mistake that you'll see in a lot of people that even like to actually know what they're doing. Um, but you know, talking about it, me. It, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'll sometimes I'll just get in the gym and I'm just like, eh, do some face pulls, eh, some ninety nineties, and then all right, let's go, time to roll. <laughs> yeah, like I think. You know, I wasn't gonna call you out, but I mean, you called yourself out, so it's it's all good. But <laughs> like, I get I get on his ass all the time for having the worst warm ups ever. But um, but even I mean, it goes it spans even outside of you. Like I see it all the time, man, and I see it. You know, I train probably 150 high school athletes on a weekly basis, and like so many of those guys too. Like they have the most. You know, they try to get away with the most half assed warm ups. And it's like, you know, I I tribute. You know, I've been training really hard for, you know, 10 years. Like, even back when I first started, I overtrained crazy. Like, I, I had a back workout that was 86 sets one time. Like, it's just ridiculous. But I think my, my uh, you know, longevity, I guess you could say, or my, my resistance to injuries thus far, like, I caught on very early on good quality warm-ups. Like, I use warm-ups as like the injury proofing part of my programs um yes yeah. the warm-up can get you ready for your training session and it should should prepare you like if obviously if you have like a squat day or something like that like your you know your warm-up should get you ready to squat but i also like to use it to address a lot of you know structural work um, mobility work and, and it's that consistency within the warm-up because you, you should do that warm-up every day you should do a warm-up every day that you go into the gym so you get that frequency you know instead of people they come in if they're squatting they just get in an empty bar and start you know squatting the bar and like that's their warm-up and then you know six weeks later or two months later or whenever it is they end up getting hurt and then they they think oh 
okay, uh, I'm really tight, you know, maybe I'll go do yoga like twice next week. And they think that this, this kind of drinking from a fire hose approach of mobility where they just try to do an hour or two hours at a time is going to fix it. Whereas if you just took, you know, five to 10 minutes in your warmups every day you're in the gym, like that frequency is going to, you know, far surpass, you know, uh, a shotgun approach to it later on once you're already injured or, or something's wrong. For sure. I mean, I, I can tell you for me, it's made a huge difference in my, you know, quality of lifts and my injury side over the last, I don't know, call it three years where it's become more and more of a priority to the point that, you know, maybe I'm opposite, you will, where I'll get into the gym and I, I won't skip the work, the warm up, And if it means that my workout's 10 minutes less, then so be it. Yeah, see, I need that kind of mindset. Although I will say so, like, like you guys are 100% right. Like, there's no question. <clears throat> like, yesterday I went into the gym and, uh, you know, I kind of was off my plan a little bit because I'm dealing with this, like, hamstring uh, tendonitis. So I was trap bar deadlifting, and in between sets, I was doing some, uh, you know, uh, some active uh, um, straight leg, like kind of like stretches, I guess, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Um, and I tell you, today I woke up, my hamstring was probably the, the least tight it's been in a long time. And uh, like I just think to myself, like, you know, if you did that, if I did that every single time I went into the gym, how much better I'd probably feel. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. That's the other side of things that's made a huge difference for me is doing mobility work in between my big sets of, of my, you know, kind of bigger yeah. lifts. And that, it, that's like one of the, oh, sorry, go ahead. So nice. Yeah, that's one of the, I, I hardly have ever done that, but yesterday I just did it just because obviously I'm trying to, you know, get better um, and heal up. And I, I was a, a big, I'm a big fan of that. I, I, that's something I kind of want to keep in the routine. Yeah, I know oh, yeah. For, for me, part of the reason, I mean, one, I started doing it because I picked up a program that had it in there. I just, I enjoyed it. Because I could tell a difference, not only in my, my mobility, but in the lift itself. That second, third set of the big lift, I was much better technique, much better form than I was on the first set because I was doing the mobility. But then at the same time, I really like it just because I almost get like ADD when I'm in the gym. Like I don't like to stand around and wait. Yeah, so. that's just it, man. Like it's it's... If you want to talk about training economy and using your time wisely, like if you're doing heavy deads, like you should be resting two to three minutes in between those sets. Like, right. You, you know, why not do some, some fillers and work on, you know, some sort of mobility issue that you may have or some sort of weak link that you may have as opposed to sitting and scrolling on Instagram for three minutes. Like, yeah, throw some 90-90s in there. Yeah, like do something very low, low effort, low level that's not going to obviously interfere with your next set, you know, but in fact enhance it, you know. And I think warm-ups, for some reason, they have like this this stigmatism to them of like, you know, they're boring, whatever. But like if you actually think about what it's used for, like if you can enhance and get more out of your working sets earlier, like, you know, you see people that, you know, if they're doing six sets of deads, like they don't start their deads don't start feeling good until set three or four. Like, you know, if you do a proper warm up and, and, and as you're working up to your working weight, you're throwing in some some fillers, you know, some some mobility fillers in between these, like, you know, like that first set at 135. Oh, you know, what? like hips feeling a little stiff, you know, and before I go to 225, let's throw this 90 90 in, you know, and then by the time you get to that first working set, you know, it's all systems go. Now you have six sets where you can, you know, put out full effort and put out, you know, hundred percent and you're getting all out of those six sets as opposed to those first three felt kind of like shit, you know, and now maybe it's feeling a little bit better and, and you're really only getting, you know, full, full benefit out of you, maybe three, you know, maybe half of those sets, you know, like, so it, 
I think it's just the warm up kind of just being packaged poorly. You know, people don't, you know, people just think a warm up is just like get the blood, well, get the blood flowing and get warmed up. But like, it's uh, honestly, it's, it should enhance the rest of your workout. Um, and, and that's just the thing. Like, there's nothing saying that your warm up can't blend into your workout. Like, I think it was, uh, I think it was Jordan Shallow. I think I heard him say this. It was a perfect analogy. He said, like, people like to, to put their workout into boxes. You know, it's like, okay, you have section one, the warm up, and then section two, the workout, and then section three, you know, core, and then section four, cool down. Like, it's not broken up like that. Like, you should look at it almost like a baton race. Like, you know, that warm up leads into the workout. And, like, there's a little period there where they kind of run together. You know, while it hands it yeah. off and then your and then your workout, you know, takes off and then like and, and they kind of run in with each other. And like that's like the perfect analogy because that's honestly how you, how you should go about it if you really want to get the most out of your workout. Love it. Yeah. yeah. And that's uh, like I think that's the problem, too, is like I still have that mindset of like, oh, this warm up's boring. This is boring stuff that you got to do like shit. I don't and I just want to get to the, the workout. But um the the one time that I never skipped a warm up or even half assed it, Chris, is uh that now that we're talking about this made me think of it was uh the the Bane program where like the warm ups were like so not like intense as in like they were hard, they were just very fast moving. And like yeah. like no, I was, like I was busting a sweat like within like the first five minutes. No, that's the perfect I'm I'm I was honestly like getting ready to make this point next. So I'm glad that you brought it up is like that's another way you can utilize the warm-up is to like build volume. Like for people that want to get better at a movement or wanna, you know, maybe build some muscle in a certain body part, like you can use the warm-up just to build volume. Cause like I said, you're doing it every time you step in the gym. You know, and like the Bane workout, their Bane program, like it utilized like a lot of just body weight exercises in the warmups. So like it's not like you're just doing these these typical warm up drills that everybody kind of look at as as boring and you know all that non sexy stuff. Like you're actually getting a little bit of work in. You know, I mean, body weight exercises are phenomenal warm up exercises. They're very, you know, recuperative and kind of um, rehabilitative in nature. Um, and you can accrue a lot of good volume in there, man. And and body weight exercises are there's something to them for sure. Um, and like, that's what I've said. I'm, I'm dedicating this whole spring and summer, um, to, to creating this sort of training style that kind of focuses around body weight exercises. Um, because it's just, there's, there's a lot, I mean, and we can get into that on another show, but there's a lot that goes into body weight exercise. So it's a, it's a, it's a perfect opportunity to build, to build a lot of volume and stuff like that as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't dove into his stuff, but I know, you know, Matt winning talks, I mean, his warmups are well for just tons of reps and warmups. It's like, it's nuts. It's like a crazy amount of like his warmups, like he's hitting like a hundred reps on like incline dumbbell with like freaking 95 pound dumbbells. Like he's doing sets of 25, like that's his, and then he goes into his max effort bench after that. Like, who is this? Matt Wenning. I don't even know who that is. So like he usually, so he, he, I've, I've adopted this and like some of my, uh, like I'll do this with some of my clients sometimes. Um, but, uh, so basically his, he'll pick like three exercises. Um, like say it's an upper body day, he'll do, you know, incline dumbbell bench, He'll do like a lat pull down and then like a triceps extension. And you do four sets of 25 of all of them without any rest. So you do 25 incline bench, right to 25 lat pull down, right to 25 triceps extension, right back to the bench. And you run that four rounds through without resting. And you pick a weight that like you can obviously hit all your stuff unbroken. And then once you get it all unbroken, you like you go up and wait the next time. And like you run that stuff to like – and then and then you go into like your normal like max i mean he's power lifter and then it's like max effort bench day after that and it's like you build up a tremendous amount of work capacity that way not to mention too it's just i mean you're hitting 300 reps without stopping like you're going to build up like an aerobic base like you're going to yeah. get some conditioning in for sure yeah. um and, and not to mention just a tremendous amount of volume like you're going to pack some muscle on too man you're going to get a lot of muscle and just those high reps like that the 25 rep sets you're going to do a ton of connective tissue 
strengthening, like a lot of work in the tendons and ligaments and all that stuff. Like, you know, it's, it's like I said, the warmups can be like the secret to the success of your program. If you utilize them to, to what their full benefit is. Um, but you know, back to what William said before is like everybody, it's not sexy work, you know, like it's not the Instagram worthy stuff. Like nobody wants to to show that stuff on on their Instagram page, you know, because everybody's, you know, all about the getting the the money shot, or, or the PR lift on, on their Instagram, you know, because their you know, ego, it's all about the ego, you know. Yeah, which is a huge problem, especially I see this the most in younger kids, because I think they're the most influenced by social media, um, and I see this all the time. I see this every day almost, and I'm still yelling at these kids every day going too heavy. They just go too heavy. Everybody's in a hurry to progress way too fast. Um, and it leads to breakdown in technique, injuries, you'll plateau quicker because you're, 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 you're going up when you really shouldn't be going up. Um, you know, and, and, and it's, when they go too heavy, you start cutting ranges of motion. You're you're like, the form starts breaking down. Like, and it's just, it's instead of, taking the time to do it correctly um like that's and and i i every single day i have to get on these kids because i think it's just that it's the society we live in now man because it's a highlight reel yeah for sure i mean again i i i'm not around as many people especially you know i work out at 6 a.m so there's not a whole lot of other people in the gym when i'm in there but you know, there's still people in there and they're doing it. And I, I'm with you. It's more the young, young guys than it is anyone else. They'll, you know, they want to do biceps and they're, they'll pick up 40 pound dumbbells when they should be picking up twenties. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Got so much body English on that curl that they didn't lift half of it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like shoulders and scaps just freaking protruding forward, like hyperextending their back to get it up, basically doing like half a kettlebell swing power clean to get that stuff up. And exactly. And, you know, and I see it all the time too. Like, and it doesn't help with like the environment, you know, that these kids, like a lot, cause a lot of these kids will lift at school. And, and a lot of these, these coaches at school, these kids, the, like they're basically just regular teachers that get roped into doing this lifting class or whatever. So they really don't know. You know, and then I have a kid coming in and like, okay, you know, we're squatting today. We're going to squat, you know, 80%, you know, and he's like, I'm like, what, you know, what's the most you've ever squatted? What's your max? He's like, oh, I've done, you know, 365 at school. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I see him load up the bar and like the dude's quarter squatting. And I'm like, okay, like this ain't going to (laughs) work. Like, like, you know, like it's just, you know, they go. This is, this is the thing, man. When they, when they start to, they think they're too fixated on the number and they go too heavy. And, and honestly, I think one of the biggest noticeable things that I have seen in myself with actually building good quality muscle is really pushing range of motion, like, and training range of motion. See, I think that's where that's, I, I would agree with that hundred percent. And that's where you, I think went so right where I went so wrong. Um, in the beginnings of both of our lifting careers is I know for a fact, like, you know, when I started, like, like I'll just date myself is like, I had no internet. I had nobody to help me. Like my, my best, uh, tutor was a 55 year old bodybuilder who like, had me doing five sets of decline, five sets of incline, five sets of flat bench, you know, five sets of flies, like, and I know for a fact, I restricted the range of motion on every single one of those lifts. And it's taken me so long to just get where I am now from doing that, where if God, if kids lifting now just did full range of motion through everything, man, 10, 15 years from now, they're going to feel so much better. And probably yeah. look a hell of a lot better. Oh yeah, for sure. And for and sure. function better too. Be more like just all around. Like yeah. I I pride myself in and and that's not to say you have to you should force ranges of motion either. Like it has to be progressed appropriately. But you know, like in 
doing something like a, you know, dumbbell bench press, man. Like I try to get that stuff down as deep as I possibly can. Um, or, or, you know, overhead dumbbell extensions. Like I let that, I let those dumbbells pull my hands back. I try to get as deep as I can into everything that I can, because yes, not only you're training the muscle for range of motion, but you're also going to start to tap into those connective tissues too, man. And, and strengthen your connective tissues, I think is more important for overall strength than anything else. Like if, if you have weak connective tissues, you're going to, you're going to break down real quick and you're not going to be a strong person. So full range of motion is, is critical for that. And um, it's a huge mistake that a lot of people make, unfortunately. And that's, yep. the, thing. And that's the thing too, is like, I, I think people are so scared to, to go into, you know, past the, uh, what their current limit is. Like I see this all the time. People do mobility. Like they'll do mobility. Like they're trying to, you know, if they're, you know, just easy example because everybody knows it. Like if you're trying to like touch your toes, like it, it, like they'll go and like oh I can't touch my toes. So like oh that's you know that's a strain. So I'll stop you know here like just below my knees because that's that's more tolerable. And it's like you're not even doing anything. Like they stay right in the limit of you know right in the range of what their limit is. And it's like if you want to improve it, you have to kind of chart out into slightly you know just a little bit tolerable discomfort like you can't just constantly stay where it feels okay like that's not to say you stretch into pain or anything but you have to kind of push the limits of your comfort level when it comes to the stuff if you ever want to improve and that goes for anything not just mobility but yeah just i mean like we're saying it just has to be done smart yeah you don't don't use the ego to push you past that point you know, for you sure can, Use your brain to push you past that point. Yeah. Yeah. I did the, uh, you know, the, uh, like, like cheerleaders will do it a lot. Like when they're sitting on their butt, legs are like open and they can like, like into yoga too. What are you laughing at? Get your mind off the gutter. Um, <laughs> I don't know. But like, you know how you uh, can like legs out, they can like lay completely on the ground. Right. Like a like a just a deep like just the middle back lower back like a forward just, bend yeah yeah and I uh, I was like God man I wish I could do that you know so what do I do I go and wrap a band around the pole I get in the same position I just let that band yank me down and uh, yeah I screwed my back up for like a week <laughs> right <laughs> I was like yeah that's not the way to go <laughs> knowing yeah. damn well but of course I'm stubborn you know thinking I'm invincible. I mean, there's a lot to be said with mobility work too. Like, I mean, that, that can be another show in the future too, is like how to do it really appropriately. Cause there's a lot of things to pay attention to with like your breathing, mm-hmm. positioning, like all, all different kinds of things. Like, like there's my, I, I do not really static stretch ever. Like it, it's usually some sort of PNF or contract relax or some sort of loaded stretching, some strength training. Like it's usually, like I feel like static stretching is like decent for like a cool down after a workout or something like that, but it's not a good method of improving actual usable mobility. Yeah, I would probably agree with that. Yeah, I use yeah. it real sparingly during my warmups, mostly just from a, like opening my hips, doing a little bit more internal external rotation on the hip side because. I find it easier to do it a little bit more from a static standpoint than dynamic on that side. So like, wait, like do you do it like kind of like, like a 90, 90 type of stretch or something? No, like a, like a piriformis stretch. Oh, okay. And, but really focus, you know, lay on your back, one leg cross the other and really just kind of pushing that knee yeah. on the, on the crossed leg and then pulling the whole thing forward, you know, pulling it towards my chest so that yeah. you get that stretch. And then what I'll do is I'll rotate it over to the floor on the opposite side so that I can get that external at the same time as I've got some rotation and kind of work on that both sides. Right. And then I, and then I flip over and work on internal rotation. There so, you yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, but I got messed up hips too. So that's, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So, but I do it every day like, because of that. 
Right. And, and the thing is, like, you're doing that right before you're training. So you're opening a range and then you're right. going and actually training that range. And that's right. what's right. really going to help improve that mobility. Like, I kind of do the same. Like, I'll do some static stretches for my calves and stuff before I squat because my ankles are usually typically, you know, a little bit restricted. Yeah. You know, so, so opening that stuff up before you go and train because it's, it's, it's training in that, once again, that full range of motion, like you're going to start to, you know, kind of solidify those ranges when you do it enough over time. Um, so yeah, no, like for sure. Like I, I do that same sort of thing. You know, I don't, I don't hold static stretches for like two minutes before I train, but I definitely do them for, you know, 30, 40 second holds and then go and try and train that new range as soon as I get it. But, um, so yeah, I mean, the next one, I mean, for, for lack of, of better, uh, you know, segue, uh, I had, you know, another training mistake here that I had written down, um, and that's program hopping. Um, you know, not to be confused, you know, even though we started this with most people not having any kind of goal. Now for those people, you know, the, the, the 10, 15% that actually have a goal and actually get on a program, uh, they quit after, you know, 10 days when they, they haven't put on 15 pounds of muscle or whatever it might be. And they think that the program was the issue. <laughs> and so they'll try something different and they'll, they're just constantly hopping from program to program. Um, and, and that's almost just as worse as not having one at all, because essentially you don't really have one if you keep hopping from different program to different program. Yeah. And I, I mean, obviously huge problem because if you can't stick with it long enough, you, you'll never see results. I, I think there's a number of motivations for, for jumping programs and maybe you guys agree or disagree. I, I mean, one of them we've hit on it a bunch of times, right? you see a cool thing on Instagram and you're like, oh man, I got to try that. And, or I, this guy is super jacked. He's selling a program. I wonder what he does or whatever. And, you know, I think there's that piece of it, but I think the other piece of it is some people just get bored easily. And, and, you know, if a program is written or let's say they're not really on a program per se but they've got a whole week's worth of workouts well i don't want to do that for the next three months (laughs) right and and maybe they don't know enough to say okay well i can still do that same workout and in principle but change the movement to match the same pattern but give myself some variety right so that you kind of change it so that you get a little bit of mental stimulation out of it without having to actually change the movement completely. Yeah, I would say I'm, I'm probably that, that guy in that boat. I get bored super easy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, you definitely hit it right on the head. Like I know, you know, I've been training people for 10 years now and one of the, the biggest, you know, thing or, you know, testimonials or things that people really like about, you know, the way I train them is that, you know, we're always switching stuff up. Like it's always different. Like they like that variety. Like there are a few people, I've had a few people over the years that, that, you know, want to focus on, you know, the same thing and they want to repeat some workouts to, so they can see that tangible progress from workout to workout. You know, like, okay, last Monday I did this much and now this month, you know, one week later I have noticeably better right away. Like some people can feed off of that. And that's more, you know, I think, you know, to your, to your neurotyping, uh, system is like, you know, those type threes, you know, those types are very analytical. They really like that, that sort of kind of tracking organized method, but you know, it comes down to, to, I think goal, your goal, like there's. There are certain goals, like if you're trying to build muscle, you know, variety is your friend. Um, You want to switch stuff up. You want to keep the muscle guessing, you know. If strength is your goal, like variety is probably not the greatest thing. You know, when I... When I went on my, you know, four-month crash program two years ago to to, to pull 500, I gave myself like three and a half months to, to increase my deadlift by like 65 pounds to pull 500 before the end of the year. Like I was barbell deadlifting every week you know i was doing straight leg deadlifts for my accessory every week like i was when you're trying to to get strong at something you need to do that something very often you know and and i think that you'll see that quite a bit you know and there's always exceptions to the rule like i know 
you know, West Side, they kind of rotate their exercises and stuff, and they don't do. But it's the know, same rotation. Exactly. I mean, yeah. It's only a slight variation. Yeah, for sure. But um, but yeah. So again, it kind of comes down to 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 what your goal is, you know. And then, and I honestly, I think a big uh, a big problem with the program hopping is just people are impatient, man. Um, you know, in in, a, in the world where if you want to know, you know, what anything is, like you can type a question in on Google and you get a billion results in less than freaking a tenth of a second. You know, we're in, the, we're in the world of everything. You get it now. You know, everybody wants the prize up front. Everybody wants the reward up front. You know, they don't want to put the work in to get it later on. Like they, they have a very hard time in putting that you know, seeing something through, you know, like putting in a lot of work and a lot of effort to see very little gains, you know, for a little while, you know, I, and I, that's a big problem people see, you know, I, I always give the example of like, you know, if I have a client or somebody that went to college, has a degree, you know, I'm like, you didn't get your degree after three weeks. Like you had to go to class for four years. You had to take tests for four years, exams, you had to study, like every day, like you had homework, like it took four years to get that degree. Like, but now that you have that, nobody can take it away from you. Like, why would you building your body be any different? <laughs> you know, so I think it's just the, that's a big one is people are always looking for that quick fix. They're looking for that secret program. They're looking for, you know, the, the magic supplement that's going to to move the needle immensely when really the, the big secret is just consistency. Um, well, and, and unfortunately, there's about 5,000 people that'll sell them that quick fix. Yeah. And, that, well, and that's the beauty, too, about, like, this industry, our industry. Um, like you were saying, like, hey, if you, you need your degree or you got a big assignment due, like, you can kind of bullshit it. You can get on Google. You can find somebody else's work. You can pass it off. You can cheat your way through it. You can cheat your way through school. You can cheat your way through your job. Um, but you ain't cheating your way to a good body. There's only one way to get the body you want. Like, you know, I guess, yeah. I, you know, assuming you're doing it correctly, you know. Like, you even, I mean, even if you were on a performance-enhancing drugs, like, you, you need to do more than just take a drug to, to look good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. At the end of the day, like, you still got to do the work. Like you still have to put the work in, you know, and you, the effort has to be there. Um, you know, you could have the greatest program written up for you. Like you could take all the neurotyping tests. You could take all the personality tests and, and have the best coach in the world write you the program for exactly the goal that you want. You could have the best nutritionist hop on board and, and lay out the perfect diet wrapped around your schedule, whatever it may be. And you can have all this laid out. It comes down you got to do the work. <laughs> like you can like there's there's no way around it, man. Um like you got to put the work in yourself and and the effort has to be behind it and you have to do it consistently. Like and that's the only way that's ever going to play out. Um and there's not too many people that have that 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 vision and that foresight and that belief in it, you know, and then and that's why they just hop from fad diet to fad diet or program to program or, you know, gym to gym or peloton and and any you know fad that that comes across they because they think it's going to be the one that's going to get them the results quicker and the, with less effort um but it doesn't work that way <laughs> you got to put in the reps no matter what absolutely man it, it's what it comes down to it, it always comes down to the the consistent action that you take every day and there's just there's no way around it unfortunately i mean for, for most people, it's unfortunate. I relish it um, because, like, I think, especially, man, this year, this past year, more than any other time in my life, like, I think consistency is, like, I made a post on Instagram this the other day. It's the lifeblood of success. Like, if you look at any area of life, like, you see financial people say this stuff, I mean, fitness like you see people like even we're talking about programs and being on a program, you know, a person that consistently follows a shitty program is going to, you know, if they consistently follow it for two years, like they're going to be much better off than the person that is up and down on a good program for two years. Like 
It's yep. and, and same thing with investing, you know, the person that invests, it's consistent with their investments and, and, and does stuff like it's that consistency over time that wins out, man. Like it, it's, if you take the time to look at it, it applies across like all areas of life, man. Consistency is key. Um, and especially in this industry, like you gotta, I tell trainers and stuff coming up all the time, like this industry is a war of attrition, man. You got to outlast everybody else, man. You got to show up every day consistently and keep putting the work in until you, you hang around long enough to actually get the experience and become relevant and actually, you know, have a shot at, at being successful. <laughs> like, I think it's 95% of trainers are done out of the industry after the first year. Like, they don't even make it a year, you know, because they think it's going to be easy. And, oh, I know how to work out. And, no, it doesn't work that way, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, not at all. Well, good. I think it's so good. Uh, I mean, I don't know how you want to finish this, but I think tell everybody where they can find you and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah. um, You know, I really just put stuff on Instagram now. Um, It's at C Roy Strength, C underscore Roy underscore Strength. Um, You know, I've been battling with this whole tiktok idea man (laughs) i just i don't know if i can get on board with the tiktok i mean all my guys keep telling me to uh that i could kill it on there and i just i don't get it like i don't understand it like i might just try to hire one of my kids this summer to to try and do it for me it's it's confusing to me but um i got one on there it's same thing but instead of underscores it's it's periods so it's c period roy period strength but, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what comes of, of TikTok. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, that's pretty much it for me, man. Oh, CRoyStrength.com is the website. But William, William doesn't post on Instagram anymore. He's too cool for it. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I need to get more active on it. But uh, right now it's the fit advocate. So the period fit period advocate. Um and pretty much IG is pretty much where I'll be most active. Um, and be mindful for when you're listening to this, because by the time you actually go to follow William on Instagram, it's probably going to be something different. Yeah. He changes it like every like. Two, three months. <laughs> that is a, there's a very good possibility of that happening. So <laughs> we'll, nice. we'll leave it in the show. We'll leave it in the show notes. Sweet. <laughs> All right. I, yeah, I'm I'm with you, William. I haven't posted on IG in a while. I'm going to get back into it. I'm going to commit to doing that. And mine is at Justin underscore fourth. So real simple. Oh, yeah, we got to get some uh, – we're going to dive into that neurotyping stuff here shortly on one of these, man, because I love that stuff. Yeah, man. I'm, I gotta, I'm going to start putting some posts together and kind of put some pieces together for it. Love it. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Yep. Good talk to you.